The top 20 under 40 podcast series continues, and I got to tell you, they get better and better and better. This is an outstanding class. Chris White, in this particular podcast, delivers some absolute gems. My favorite, which is definitely steel-worthy, is the way he sets up his buyers. You don't want to miss this. Check it out. Yeah, kid. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Smells Like Happy with Handsome. I'm your host, Charles Meyer, a.k.a. the Handsome Homebuyer, a.k.a. Captain Permit. We cut it out. Captain Permit, obviously a lot of permit problems out there right now. Everybody knows it. I know it. You having permit problems? Yeah. Yeah? Um, really? Where, so, do you, where do you do most of your business, Nassau or Suffolk? Uh, both, because yeah. of the other gig. Where We'll get okay. to that in a second. Got but, it. Um, because I have so many people that want to buy or sell all over the place. I'm not in the stage of my career right this second where you have a ex- very experienced realtor who's been doing this for 20 years who dominates an area. Okay. I'm not that. I am more- You have house to sell or buy, will travel. Oh, yeah, traveling, hustling, no problem. But I'm more like helping people when they come and then referrals. So okay. Like, so like, for example, I sold a house in Seaford last year. Well, do you like to stick to a certain area and then refer out? I, I No, you know what? You, you know what I'm going to say no right off the bat? Maybe- 20 years from now, if I have three or four kids and I don't want to travel all over the place, but right this second, I love going everywhere. Okay. Because every day you learn something new. That's true. So every town you go, every time I go into a different town. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Bethpage. I went to Bethpage High School. Okay. Oh, no shit. Um, and then moved to Seaford Got two it. years ago with my amazing wife. Plug that in there. See that? Plug that in there. Um, so um, <laughs> moved to Seaford. And then like, so I do get the questions of like, oh, you moved to Seaford. So like you're a realtor in the Seaford once I'm asking people, oh, no, I'm all over. Yeah. Um, deals in Holbrook, deals in Ronkonkoma, deals in West Islip. I have deals in Smithtown right now. I have deals in Wantaw right now. I have a deal in Oceanside. Damn, I, dude, yeah. you're fucking wrecking it right now. So uh, all over, yeah. Well, if you have a permit problem, <laughs> you got to call the captain, 516-513-8838. Obviously, the handsome home buyer, you know what I'm here for. If you have a house that smells like cat pee, I want to buy it, 516-777-SOLD. I don't want to buy it if it smells like cat pee. Oh, you want to bring it to me so I can buy you. it, so you can resell it. Because we, I feel, like, I feel like we're kindred spirits, man. Like you and I, so energy funny. level's real high, know, both so bold and beautiful. Yeah, it's so funny. This podcast is obviously sponsored by Cardinal Financial, Sal Rizzola of Cardinal Financial. If you need a loan officer, and everybody should. Do you have a loan officer who screens I, all your I deals? I work with three, yeah. Do they screen every deal that comes in when you're selling a house? Every deal. Got to do it. Yeah. Too much crazy shit out there. Totally. Man. Too much crazy. Deals are dying. It's nuts. It's a weird market. It's up. It's down. It's everywhere. I even have attorneys that screen stuff for me now, too. Really? And I actually had an attorney. So I, I'm in the middle of a deal right now uh, representing a first-time home buyer in Rockville Center. And... Um, we had to speak to their attorney and whatnot. And he, uh, the, the, the boss of the attorney firm wanted $600 an hour to read a 38 page lease agreement. What? I called my guy and he read it in 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, come on. on. What are we doing here? Dude, it's, it's... So you, but uh, to your point though, you need, you need a team. team. You, need, you a team. need a team. You need, and I have three inspectors, three lenders, two attorneys that I can call on a dime and they can call me uh, sure. on a dime and home runs dude you are like you are efficient like you are like i am i am not efficient i have adhd i'm all over the place i'm like a dreamer i know what i'm good at i know what i'm not good at i want to be you like i want to be what you appear to be to me which you are even if you tell me you're not which is super efficient you seem to be like bro yeah make it happen yeah 
So congratulations, top 20 under 40. Thank you. Big deal. Huge. I Huge love deal. it. Yep. How many years have you been in the business? Uh, four. Even bigger, right? So that's not that's not a long period of time to rise Three, to, yeah. to, to Go, fame. Like this is going, yeah, going into, this is, my, this is my fourth year. And I will let you know whether this is true or not, but I think it is true. And if it's not, don't get upset with me, people, is that I think this was the most competitive top 20 under 40 class there's been so far. I'll As, take it. Right? I'll take so it. that's an even bigger deal. I'll take it. So... Actually, I did hear... I'm, I'm did probably, you hear that? No, no. Well, the reason why I heard that also from somebody else is because this is the... And I could be wrong. Um, they had over something like over 128 applications. Yeah, a lot of people. 38 applications came in on the last day. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. So... Like everyone waits to the last minute, so makes sense. Uh, and if those numbers are wrong, and you're the one who who uh, you know decided or whatever, don't kill me. But I, those those are the, some of the numbers that I heard. Yeah. So like that's it's pretty wild. Yeah. No, without a doubt. So and here's the thing that makes it even more impressive: you have a full time job. Yeah. You have Two. a full. Uh, that's how I like to say it. What's the second one? But realtor, and then the other one that you're. Oh, okay, to. okay, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. I don't so do two full time jobs. Yeah. So. Full-time real estate, full-time police officer, in Nassau mm -hmm. County. So basically, nobody has, in, in my book, nobody has the right to complain because <laughs> you don't have time. Like you are, you know, you are twenty-four-seven, which I guess is why yeah. you have to be so efficient. Yeah, time management is key. Uh, efficiency is imperative. So I want people to understand that. Let's put it all together now. So now you have a full-time job as a police officer, a full-time job as a real estate agent. Been in the business four years. Top twenty under forty. Most competitive class there is. Hundred and 60 applications, 30 coming in the last day. Very impressive. Thank you. I appreciate it. So everyone asks, so there's 30 real estate agents on Long Island. Yeah. And they're all like, how the hell does he do that? Um, I think the first thing I'm going to go to is learning, like learning and almost mastering time management when I was with Hyatt Hotels. Okay. So I worked for Hyatt Hotels for four years and they have so many trainings on efficiency, time management. They want you, if you work for Hyatt, they want you to be- Which Hyatt were you, New York City? Uh, Grand Hyatt, New York. Okay. In New York City, above uh, Central Park. And Got it. And Onda is on Wall Street. Got it. So, but they, they like put it into your brain, time management and efficiency, because they want you to be a product of like their wheel that just churns. Okay. So like, they want you to come in. How do they train time management efficiency? You Number one, you need to know how to prioritize. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people don't. And I've seen that before. Two, you need to know two things when it comes to time management. If you're going to, I need to know the questions that you're going to ask me before you even answer them. Okay. Me. And a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? You can, time management, you can, you can help yeah. yourself time manage if you, I already know what questions you're going to ask me. So let me even give you the answers. There's makes 20 sense. minutes right there. Yeah, but you got to figure, in, in a hotel scenario, we'll use that, some, depending on what you're doing. Let's say you are working behind the front desk. It's the same protocol every time. Like every, every job is the same over and over exactly. and over again. And I was in the sales department. So our job was to sell as many room blocks and event space as possible, right? Oh man, you must've been a savage at this. <laughs> I did okay. And, uh, and like networking around the areas. So when you come in the day, I don't like to come into a day. Um, I'm, I'm pretty anal, when, I'm pretty type A uh, when it comes to like having your day on a, on a schedule and a structure. Got it. Um, so um, I don't like to go into a day and like start my day and like, all right, what's my schedule? No, it's the night before. So like when I went with Hyatt, they trained you on take a half hour out of you. Even if you have, listen, you're not a surgeon. 
Okay, so the last half hour of your day, if they need to wait till tomorrow, that's okay. Because you need to take that last half hour and plan the next day. Because if you don't do that, your next day is screwed. Shot. Screw. Yeah. You know, so like not only are you gonna get back to them in in like a kind of shitty way, with that third last 30 minutes, get back to them tomorrow and give them the most efficient answer as possible and plan your day. Yeah. That that was huge for me. No, that's right. But also, so understanding that is one thing. Sticking to it yeah. is another thing. But I mean, it's obvious just by like meeting you that you are a very disciplined, very regimented guy. Like you're very well put together, prim, proper. You're you're in good shape. I like, try. Just everything about <laughs> everything about you screams like you know discipline and organization, which is which is great. And I'm jealous because that's like the one thing where I'm like I just not disciplined because I'll I'll work like a savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But being organized and less like scatterbrain with things is something that I try to work on. I've been doing that thing that you're doing about like the day before I make my list yeah. and like the most satisfying thing is to be able to like cross off stuff things on the off list. your list. There's nothing better. And then also too, sometimes I keep like a note on my phone of like to do and I have it pinned and I try to get away from that only because I like to use my black like notebook Okay. because what's, and this is weird, I know, but what's pretty cool is that like, Cause on your phone, you can't cross it off. You just have to delete it. Yeah. So like a year, like a year goes by and it's like, oh, I can see what I did. Like, like a couple months ago oh, and just like that. And like, look back on things and be like, oh, that day was crazy. You know, like I even write out everything I'm going to pack for vacation. I'm doing that tonight. I'm weird. Like, yeah. It's Where are you going on vacation? Oh, uh, we're just, uh, my wife and I and our, uh, our three month old huh? are going out to the North Fork. My nice. wife's parents rented a house for a month. Do you, uh, the month of the July and they just, they have nine kids. So it's a revolving door. Jesus. Yeah. Do you, uh, you don't have any fear of rejection, do you? A what? Fear of rejection. Do you no. have any fear of rejection? No. I'm not feeling that for you. Yeah. I, I feel no. like you have no fear of rejection. So how'd you meet your wife? I, so I was going to say in the dating world, maybe, but. Oh yeah. In, yeah. Oh, the first, I'm with that. the first time I met my wife, I was so nervous. Yeah. Are you kidding. Oh my God. But like, you can't tell her that though. Uh, I'm sure she already knows at this point. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, no, we have mutual friends. Oh, the deal that I was just telling you about representing the first time home buyers at yeah. Rockville Center. That's the couple that introduced us. Oh, okay. We had mutual friends. Nice. And then a uh, mutual friend of mine reached out to me in like November and was like, oh my God, one of my best friends just uh, broke up with like her boyfriend. You, you got to meet her. And I was single. She knew that. And then I may or may not have been like stalking her on Instagram, but I always say it's the Every, other way. I always say it's the other way around. But, um, and then I was like, we got to do this like now. What are we waiting for? She's like, no. Stop what, now. like get, wait, get married now? No, or, no, no. Uh, I was telling my friend, like, uh, you got to introduce us like now. She's like, no, stop, you creep. We'll do it after the holidays. We'll do it in like uh, January. You're a get up and go kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wound up like, like well, me. What are we doing here? So. Do you so. sleep? Do you sleep a lot? Yeah. You do? Need to. Really? Need to. What do you run? Like I run until I basically pass out. And when I get up, I go again. It's like 10 o'clock at night. You're out? It's just. Are you a 4 a.m. wake up guy? You look like that guy. 536. Yeah, I thought that's not too crazy. Right? I'm not one of those like- Workouts in the morning? Well, no, yes. You have to get the blood pumping in the morning. What do you do? Um, not mad. No, that's impressive. No. Yeah. Dad, I see the abs through Dad bod coming on. Bullshit. Dad bod coming Bullshit. on. Three month old. It's tough, to, it's tough to work out. It's good though. It's a good It's a good problem to have. She's the yeah. best. Um, but uh, no, I like to work out in the morning just to get the blood pumping. Okay. I can't do a workout at night. And like, if you ever ask my wife, like if we're ever watching a show or a movie that at like 10.01 hits, that's it. It's a, I'm out. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So I'm curious because full-time job, you're not, you're not in real estate at that point. You're a police officer, full-time job. Great job. A lot of people 
would be very happy with that. Okay. Nassau County, I think the schedule is dope. Yeah. On two, off three, on three, off four. Yeah. But you take on another 60 hour a week. Definitely. Job. Why? Why not? Uh, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just curious to know yeah. why for you. I, I love the grind. Um, and then my schedule does allow me to be flexible, like yeah. I just mentioned. Uh, so when people are like, oh my God, it's a full-time job. Yeah, but my schedule allows me to be flexible. And then I add, there's nothing better than seeing the reaction on someone's face when they just purchased a home. Like yeah. that is, and it, you, you want to talk about an adrenaline rush. Like <laughs> it is the coolest thing in the world. Um, so I love it because there is the sales aspect for it. Like, I, like we mentioned, like a house it, in the hotel world. But, but it's like, like in your blood. It's, it's not, who you yeah, are. it's not even the sales part of it. It's because it's not really like, as a realtor, you're, you're in sales, but you're not like selling, like, but like it's, it's, it's who you are. And it's like your DNA of like yeah. just helping people. Yeah. Yeah. No. So in my experience, there's two people, there's two groups of people that crush it in real estate. Bartenders <laughs> and police officers. I, I'm not exact. I mean, yeah, you kind of like, I think it's basically about comes down to the people skills. Yeah. But those two groups of people crush it. Yeah. You, you, one, you have to be loyal and honest. So big time with police officers, you screw one, 2,500 cops in Nassau County, you screw them all. You're not coming back. So you, like one of the reasons why a lot of cops, I think at least gravitate towards me to help them is because just like I told you when I first walked in, you ask me a question, you're getting the honest answer. Yeah. You're a big boy, you can handle the answer. Honesty is key. Yeah. Um, loyalty is key. And also too, like you want someone in your corner that's gonna represent you no matter what. You don't want someone that's just gonna fold. So like, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, we, we could talk about the, you know, the hustle and the grind all you want, whatever. But like you, when you're in a real estate transaction, you've seen it before where like, you get some attorneys, some other agents that are going to like, try to like, no, nah, I don't want to use the word bully you, but like try to be like, all right, this is going to, I'm going to run this transaction. You know, yeah. a lot of cops love it when they see you like, no, I'm, I'm going to, you know, help them out. I'm going to represent my client, you know? Yeah. And, and they love that. Um, you need that. Does a lot of your business come like, obviously business is all about like network, right? Yeah. So I'm doing 70, 80, hundred, 110 deals a year when I really, and we do everything. I'm on TV, dancing, humping a two by four, like whatever it takes to get- We're gonna get into that. To whatever. <laughs> so, anything, Whose idea Anything you that? say that's risky, risque, is uh, that guy's I, I, I love it. One, I love it. Two, the humping the two by four, that was just You see the Valentine's Day video? Uh, yeah. Um, so, thank you. Yeah, don't so I, I come into every Tuesday, our team meets, I come in, uh, you with Mary McAluso. I'm with Mary McAluso. Who, shout out to Mary McAluso. She's the she best. Love her. She walks into the team meeting. Love her. You know, we're ready to get serious for a talk. Hell no. She's like, who saw Charles's video? The, the Valentine's day video. It was so funny. It was good. Definitely um, bought a house or two off that thing. Yeah. Though. No question. Um, but uh, I don't even know what we're talking about now. You just keep it going, humping two by fours. Yeah, I don't but, know. Also, too, I want to get into this. I want to say this. You know, you're talking about me and, and what we do. I not a lot of people credit what you do. Um, you. Builders, people that flip, like you're helping our community. Um, I don't think another from thing, the standpoint of building, developing, everybody. Yes. And the neighbors are pissed. Can you tell the neighbors to it's not be unreal. so pissed? So. When I drive around areas, like, and I see these like condemned homes in the other gig, I see it all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, when you have someone that comes in and flips and is not just looking to 
to make a pretty penny, which you're not, when you're doing the right thing, flipping this home for someone, building a new home for someone, you're helping people, you're helping the community, you're helping everything. Everything. And, and you're, you know, people are gonna be like, oh, well, you're driving up the value of, of, of the area. Sure, you are. But I'm looking at it more like, you're like helping that block. Like you're helping people find another home. You're providing inventory where people need shelter. That's and I know that sounds weird, but no. like, like you're changing people's lives. It's, it's a very cool business. I mean, listen, you can, you can lose a lot of money, but you can make a lot of money doing it, obviously. It's very rewarding from like that standpoint, yeah. from the design standpoint, from like, you know, the thrill of the chase standpoint. Yeah. It's a very, very cool industry. I, I really like doing it. But yeah, it, it still amazes me at this point how much like friction you will get from neighbors and stuff like that. I've, it's like, I, wouldn't you guys be happy that I've we're here? Never, the only thing I could understand if it, and I, I, oh, I don't think this is the case, but like the only thing I could understand is if it's like Sunday morning at 7 a.m. and a yeah, jackhammer's no. out there. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, but I, I'll never understand the neighbors that when they see like a flip going on or construction, also too, like with permits, like your captain permit, I, I'll never understand how you get hammered with permits and your taxes go through the roof when I make my home better, you know? Like, yeah. so like I'm I'm trying to improve my home, improve the area, improve the community, and now shame on you. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense. And, and I've, I've realized that the ripe old age of 42, I probably realized a year ago, it's like, you wanna go out there and you wanna change the status quo of the way things are done, but like the only thing you do is change yourself. Yeah. You can't. Totally. Like, when it comes to politics or anything like that, it's just, it's a, it's a losing battle. Totally. I mean, I'm sure you, you deal with that stuff all the time. All the too. time. Um, so it's just like, you have to change yourself. You got to do the best you can do. You got to be happy every day doing what you do. Totally. And um, it's a lot of fun. It is. It's a little nerve wracking when the market starts to like shift, do a, a swirl. Yeah, 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 which we're in right now. Yeah. Right. So how, so you've been in the business. So you've been in the business four years. So for all intents and purposes, you went through COVID, but COVID was like a little like, let me like tap the brake, three months of weirdness. And then like, Boom. Boom! Let me light this rocket. Insane. It was madness. It was madness of, I need you to do this yesterday. I need to find a house yesterday. I need to sell a house yesterday. The post-COVID era was insane in the sense that it was essentially six months after that of just madness. And it didn't really chill until like, 45 days ago. 100% agree. And it, you know, it's still moving. There's a lot of stuff going on, but obviously there's been mindset shifts and whatever, and there's instability and people are yep. like, what's going on? But um, yeah, for a lot of agents who haven't been in it that long, it's like, that was that's their norm, but that's not the norm. You no. were in it before, so yeah. you kind of saw like, okay, this is a I traditional market. I saw pre-COVID, COVID, and now we're getting into post-COVID. Yeah. Um, just like the past 45 days of like post-COVID madness, market change with the interest rates and whatnot. And seeing... Seeing all three different market shifts in such a short period of time. That's I think actually helps. crazy. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. Um, I didn't think of that before. Yeah. So like you, I saw it pre-COVID, um, to COVID that we just talked about. And now we're going into post-COVID seeing how this is. Um, having to talk about price breaks. Yeah. Um, you know, there's still, there's still definitely some homes that are going for over asking. Depending um, on how they're priced. Depending on how they're priced and yeah. depending on how they look. So the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is myself included, being a millennial who wants everything yesterday. Um, I, Pete, when you're going to sell your house. Yeah. You know, what should you do? All, you know, every real estate agent knows, you know, you don't want to do a lot of crazy, you know, construction, this and that, we will price it right. The only thing I will say is a bucket of paint can go a mile away. 
And if you're thinking about selling your house in a month or two from now, yeah, I will tell you when you first open your door, your, your, your front door, you first open that at first, it needs to pop because it's your first, um, your first reaction to when you walk into the house That's and it's point. your last impression when you leave. Nice. People always, if you like the house, you're going to walk out the front door. If you're ever doing an open house, if you're a new agent, you see people walking out the side door in your open house, they hate it. All right. That's so interesting. if you ever, if they don't come back in to say goodbye to the listing agent, oh. to make an impression on the listing agent, to take another last like loop and get a feel for the space in the house, if they don't walk out the front door, they don't like it. See, I've talked to, I mean, hundreds and not thousands of realtors and no one's ever said that. And that's like, we were talking offline. I was like, you know, how has your original full-time job as a police officer kind of, you know, helped you to do this? And I just feel like you're a lot more in tune to like little things that really, that are real tells. Tell, totally. Than the obvious, the average person. So yeah, so you also kind of like need to master communication, right? Yeah. So uh, some, of the, some of the new agents that come on that ask me like, oh, you know, Tell me something that I need to do right off the bat, you know, and I, I will go into teams in a second, but also like communicating. You need to know, and if you don't know, just learn and pick up on it. You'll get it with experience, but you need to know how to communicate differently to different people, right? So when I talk about making that last impression, people walking out the front door, you know, you can see their facial reaction. Either they're concerned, and if they are, talk to them. Address like, what are they feeling? They're getting a last feel for the house, right? Because when they first open the door, you want that room to pop, so you want them to get excited. Then they do the laps, they see if it works for them, okay? Then when they're gonna go leave, they're going to try to make an impression on the listing agent if they like the house and ask any last minute questions. When they do that, see like, like right now, your face is, you're looking at like, you might have a question. Like, you, like I can even see how your eyebrows are. So like, if, if you're thinking about something right now, and if you have somebody, like if you're standing in the kitchen and you're selling this house and you see somebody who's doing this with their chin and their eyebrows are squinting in and you can see their, their a questions coming, let them talk, listen. Big thing, towards the end especially, let them talk and listen. You, you'll, you'll pick up on that. No, that, that uh, it makes sense. Yeah. I, um, so the big thing, like one of the big things that I, I cater to in, a, in an environment like this with the top 20 to 40 is 30,000 realtors, right? You're doing a lot of volume compared to everybody else, right? Trying to. But uh, you have to, to get yeah, to that level, you have sure. to. So a lot of agents are like, how the hell are they doing it? Like, what are the marketing strategies? What goes on in the listing appointments? Like, what is it essentially that you do on a daily basis that makes you stand out from other people that brings in the business in such a short period of time? Availability and getting back to everybody 24 seven. That is actually a really big deal. People don't return phone calls. It's shit. wild. What? Especially in the commercial, like you would crush it in the commercial real estate space, bro. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> they they never return phones. Uh, they just don't do it. I, I'm definitely gonna explore that one day. But in the residential side of it, also too, like I know that people live a busy life. I have a three month old. I get it. It's crazy, but it's 2022. Like you have a, a cell phone, text message, like an email, text message. You know how do you like? not get back to people in a day or two. It's wild. No, nah, yeah, no. Nah. And then availability too. So this is something that we, we talked about post COVID when it boomed. Okay. Um, and I told whenever I do my first buyer consultation, I have, I, I have one later today. It's going to be a 20 minute chat. So this is someone that's looking to buy a house. Yes. So you actually sit them down for a consultation. Oh. You like the average, well, the average realtor, I'm sure you know this, gets a call like, Hey, um, my name is James. My wife and I are looking to buy a house. Okay, great. Like I'll put you on a drip. Let's start looking at houses. No. 
I'm no. with you. I'm with you. First thing is, yeah. Um, I, I, I like created like a sheet of like, you could fill it out right in Microsoft Word, Sheets, uh, Google, whatever it is. It's a, a, a ton of questions of what you're looking for. Got it. I want that before we even chat. You send it to them. 100%. Fill this out. Yep. Fill this out Got and it. then let's set up a time do to chat. Do people like that? I think they do. Because, they should. Because here's what I also tell them too. I say- It forces them to think about things that they otherwise weren't thinking about also. Well, also too, like in our, in my bio consultation, I want to talk to you about how the process is going to go. I want to set like realistic expectations. I want to talk about the market. Oh, you're gangster. I want to talk about like what's going on and how we're going to attack this market. Because like in that, I want to talk about like, all right, what do you do for a living? What's your schedule? What's your job like? Because I don't want to be coming to you every oh, five seconds. Who taught you this? <laughs> this, is a, this is a you thing. This is yeah, a, You weren't taught this. This is a me thing. I don't want to be coming to you every five seconds. Are you available? Are you available? Are you available? I'm going to tell you that you need to be available. So like prep your boss. I even tell you, I even tell people like this right now, prep your boss. Hey, I'm going to be looking for a house because if you get an accepted offer, we're doing an inspection in 24, 48 hours most. And I tell them your boss needs to know that because you're going to be like, Hey, I'm taking a sick day. You know, it's not going to be like a surprise, you know? So in my buyer consultation, I want to talk about all that. I don't want to spend 30 minutes on what you're looking for. We're going to talk about it. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's better for me to chat about what's going on. And then when we go look at the first, like if we, you know, my first Saturday with you, we're going to bounce out like four open houses. We'll talk about the areas and, and, uh, and you're going to have questions about, you know, where we're looking, what we should be looking for, what we don't, what we won't be looking for. That's my first chat. I want to chat with you about the market, how we're going to attack the market, not like, what we're going to do. I, I, I want to explain all that. So I, I send you that sheet. You're going to fill it out. I also like that too, because it gives an opportunity to like, it, especially if it's like a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or a partner, whatever it is, it gives you guys the opportunity to chat about it together before you even chat with me. I can't tell you how many times. It's like pre-Canaan before marriage. <laughs> yeah, I can't Jesus. Be, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten the whole like, well, we striked off five towns last night, you know? And it's like, good, that's what I want you to do, you know? Like pull up Google Maps and like look at all the towns and whatnot and, and you'll go from there. So like I, I, sent, uh, I sent that sheet out to a buyer this morning. He already got back to me. And at 2.30, we're gonna have a buyer consultation. I'm gonna chat with him about it. And I'm gonna explain to him how we're gonna attack the market. Because I, I, I've gotten feedback that that was benef uh, beneficial to, to a lot of people. I think because, it's brilliant, dude. Well, also because the post-COVID thing is you had to be available 24-7 because homes were selling like that. Yeah. So I would tell people, listen, like, like, what's your job? What do you do? Can you escape during your lunch hour to go look at a house? Yeah. Like, if you can, that's huge, you know? So, and is this why else? I mean, the team is so important, right? A hundred percent. Can't do it without it. And, and for, it, it's... As I'm starting to do these with other top 20 to 40 people, I'm starting to I'm starting to like notice, you know, just trends about like why you guys are who you are. And it's just you controlling the entire process. A hundred percent. It starts with that. You already have the team, the team's embedded, they know what they have to yep. do. You come in, have you been pre-approved? Who is it with? Work with my guy, or I gotta talk to your guy and make sure he's on point because when it's go time, I don't need any issues. Like totally. It is like surgical. So uh, to your point there too, like in like in like the least cocky way. It's more of like when, when I present an offer to a listing agent, yeah. I'll meet you at the closing table because it's, we're pre-approved with somebody that's a home run. And if it's a pre-approval from someone I've never worked with before, Got it. one of my guys are going to look into that. You yeah. know, like they're going to have a, like it's going to get approved. And then 
my inspectors are on board. My attorneys, if you're a new attorney, ears up, learn how to talk to people. They know how to de-escalate situations. There's no problems. There's only solutions. Love that out of my attorneys. Okay. I have two, two attorneys that Please? are home runs, Tom Federico and Matt Rubino. Oh yeah. Both of them are absolute. I love gems. Matt Rubino. I've never uh, met Tom Federico, but I love Matt Rubino. Absolutely. Because they, because not only are they great attorneys, they're great at talking to people. Yeah. Okay. And that's 95% of this. A hundred percent because you can get an attorney on the phone. Like I had the other day who I call him to ask him some questions. First thing he says to me is, I have one minute for you. Okay. Well, this conversation is going to go great. You know, like, aha, you like, seems like you really want to want to chat and like figure out a solution here. You know, no, you just don't care. If you have one, one minute for somebody, don't pick up the phone or you just don't care. You know, whereas you're never going to get that from my guy, Tom or Matt Rubino. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. So talk about like, I mean, the way you manage it and all that, I mean, Brilliant, bro. Like they should be teaching that in every real estate brokerage. Mm -hmm. Every real estate brokerage, boom, you come for training. Hey, you're going to deal with buyers, put together a list. Here's our sheet, send it out. It's like a quiz. They have to fill it out. Yep. Or there's no, there's no reason to start without that. Totally. But you're just wasting your time basically because yep. you are. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that goes to obviously the efficiency class training that you've had. And that's another thing I talk to my buyers about. Like you're not wasting my time. Buyer sells, I'll be a realtor to the end of time. I don't, we don't want to waste your time. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's get all of our ducks in a row before we even start the process. Okay. So talk about, and again, this is something agents going to want to know, whatever you want to share as far as like, how are you going about generating business on the buyer and the seller side? Um, referrals. Mm -hmm. is it, does a lot of it come through the fact that you're a police officer and it's a very tight knit community? Yes and no. Okay. Yes. With the tight knit community of the police officers, no to the sense that everybody has a guy. There's so many realtors out yeah, there, true. right? Yeah, that's true. So, uh, but um, referrals is a big one where my goal is that when the transaction's done, when we close, I want you to take away that I was there for you in every step of the process. I, I'm not that realtor that is like, don't call me after the contracts are signed. Uh, I'm a listing agent. Well, don't call me if you have questions. Go on MLS and look, no. Call me. I want you to call. I want to be involved in every single stop, step, uh, step of the way. Um, you have I'm, a lot of patience, man. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is too, is like, I, I love that satisfaction of like when we're done getting that, like, wow, Chris was there like the entire time. Um, so referrals in that sense. And then social media is really, really big right now. Yeah. Um, every time I post something or, you know, a story and whatnot, um, uh, I should say not every time. A lot of times, I, I have a lot of engagement on social media, and they're even either some uh, close friends, uh, even some other cops that I work with that are like, "Oh, I didn't even know you were a realtor." Like, yeah. and then boom, social media. Yeah. Um. So that that's a big one right there. Um. Th those are the two biggest referrals and social media. Yeah. So it's just you out there telling everybody what you do. So you're not like any of like the the classic like old school stuff of like cold calling, door knocking, you know, sending direct mailers, or is it all like because for me, again, we do everything, but when I really quantify the deal flow at the end of the year, it's it's relationship-based. A hundred percent. I do do the mailers. I don't do the door knocking. So I I'm, I always butcher his name, but there's a, a comedy skit, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Um, he, it's the funniest skit. And he does a skit on how like in the 80s and the 90s, people would ring your doorbell and you'd be like, who's at the door, you know, like so excited. Now it's like, <laughs> who's at the door, you know? 
And like, my wife is like that big time. You ring our doorbell? <laughs> like, I was like, we should get a ring and like put up cameras, you know? She's like, you are not getting a ring. You're not putting up cameras. I don't want alerts. No one's knocking on our door. I'm the opposite. I get excited for Secret Deli to drop off lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, so, um, but, but now I don't do the door knocking. Um, I, some people do and they do it well, keep doing it. Um, but I'm, I'm more of referrals, relationships, flyers here and there. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's, that's where I get my business from. So my final question is 30,000 realtors. I don't know how many of them are under 40, but if you, they haven't won top 20 under 40, they want to. Yeah. Right? That was my thing. number one goal this year. Yeah? Yeah. Prestigious thing. What do you say to them? Like for someone who's not at that level, but wants to get on that level, what do you say to them? Join, don't just join a team, what, join a team, but don't just join a team to join a team. Join an effective team that's gonna help you in every step of the way. Um, I'm on the Mary Macaluso team at Compass, mm -hmm. and we have an, uh, a team manager, um, Lainey Greenberg, who helps us with all of our paperwork, oversees all of our deals, so nothing slips through the crack. You have that. You have Mary as not only Love her. a genius. She is a She's genius. She's the coolest person. She is a G. Her son, John, yep. a very close friend of mine too, who I went to high school with is on our team. And even he will say, it's tough having a mom that's cooler than you. You know? She, she is awesome. Um, so we're, we're on a team of 13. Um, wow. Yeah, there's 13 of us now. And what's awesome with that is like, I, I uh, Gina Fiorenz is, an, is another powerhouse on our team. So she helps me with a lot of my deals. Stacy Bebo is on our team. She helps me with a lot of my buyers and she is so amazing when it comes to working with people. Uh, every time, uh, you know, if I can't be there, um, I send out, you know, Stacy with my buyers yeah. and I get the feedback of like, oh my God, Stacy was amazing. You know, like, That's awesome. so like you want to join a team where there's people that are gonna help you. And then also to shadowing. A lot of realtors don't do this and like, I've offered it to like five or six agents and I've never heard back. That's interesting. I've never heard back where I'm just like, Hey, like if you want to join me at an open house, if you, if you, I was supposed to, if you, even if you want to join me on an inspection, let me know. It's really important to know how to be a realtor at an inspection. It's, yeah. it's important to be a realtor uh, and know what to do during an appraisal. Yeah. I, I've had a, a lot of deals where I show up to my appraisals because a lot of agents don't, they just are right, whatever. Yep. On the buyer side, I show up to every appraisal. And even if you make a relationship with that appraiser, it goes a long way. Yeah. So um, shadowing and getting on an efficient team. Definitely. Nah, well said, man. Yo, I learned a lot of very cool stuff for you, from you today. Stuff that I will implement in my own business in different ways. So uh, I really appreciate you coming down. Thank you very much. Can I ask you one last question before we leave? Anything you want. Give me your top one and and or two or three goals of this year okay how are you doing with those okay and then where do you see yourself in the next three to five years i'm so curious because when i first joined the industry mm -hmm. i knew you as the guy on tv that just wanted cat pee okay and now here i am four years from now I'm, that's who i am I'm, <laughs> I'm that guy that's who my mother birthed and i was just like i see charles everywhere i saw you everywhere and i was like i gotta meet charles yeah and nice and a million, a million people in the industry want to meet you. So like, it's not easy. And that's a good thing. That's a credit to you. I met you at the first, the first time we met was at a brewery event. Yep. Shout out Eric Braun coming up next week. We'll all be there. Tuesday. Um, so I met you at a brewery event, but you were like on your way out. And like, I was like, oh damn, I wanted to meet Charles. You know, he's a powerhouse in this industry. He's everywhere. Um, so I'm curious to know from a guy like you, who's done it so successfully, 
and is probably in our industry looked at, looked at the peak um, right now. So I'm curious to know what your goals are this year, how you're doing and what are you, what are you doing in the next three to five years? Okay, so- Sorry if I put you on the spot. No, not at all, I'm not so at all. Curious. No, not at all. all right. So things have changed because of the market, right? So my original goal this year was to flip 200 houses. Okay. And we were cranking away and then obviously the market changed. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we have to kind of do like a pivot here. Okay. Um, we're still proceeding. We're just proceeding more conservatively. At the same time, I'm doing a lot of things with the 3D printed houses. Yep. So I call- uh, How I've, many of those do you have? You have one of them going on right now. Or do you have one, one right, so one that we're doing right now. We're just finishing up the 3D printed portion of it. It'll be done next week. Got There's it. another one in Smithtown that we're going to start in like two months. Got it. And then uh, SQ4D and I are doing a JV where we bought 27 acres in Riverhead. That happened last week. And we'll be Sweet. 3D printing the largest 3D printed subdivision in the world. And I get my own street, Handsome's Way. Who do I need to know? Who do I have to tip to get a tour of the one that you're doing now? You just need to call me and we'll and go. And the Riverhead We one. just go. You just call me and we'll go. <laughs> so um, there's that. So for me, flipping houses, like I love real estate investing. Mm -hmm. Always a means to an end. So for me, I'm a professional investor. That's what I want to do. And I want to do that at the highest level. Got it. Um, thankfully, everybody in the industry knows me. Thanks to these guys. This is what they do. This is what we do together. <laughs> totally. And that will obviously continue in everything I know because this kind of branding is so important. Totally. But I want to be in the private equity space. Okay. So within the, my goal was to basically, I want to do 200 houses to prove to myself just for me that like I feel it. like I'm the best to ever do yeah, this. because. You hear stories about guys flipping 400 houses or 200 houses in like Texas or Ohio, and not to downplay that because that's amazing, but New York is the hardest place to do anything. I was gonna say, they don't, they, no, it's not even. It, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's because not. we have to deal with all the headaches and the towns and, and the permits. And, and just the pricing and there's no new supply. But that's what I talked to you about before that cracks me up is that here's Charles trying to better Nassau and Suffolk. And no, let's give him a hard time about permits and on stuff like everything. that. everything, bro. It's not even that. It's Literally everything. It's everything. It's very hard. Crazy. So my goal was to do the 200, ride this market cycle Got it. into private equity. So as the market goes down, um, then transition into private equity and start doing those. So heavily real estate based, okay. same thing that we're doing now. Okay. But the cool thing is like, I have the opportunity to, if you raise that kind of money, to then, you know, you see an opportunity in some kind of business, you could do mergers and acquisitions. Totally. You can have a market trading component. When I first got into real estate, I'm like, I want to have a REIT. Okay. But REITs are very restrictive in the sense that it has to be just strictly real estate, yep. publicly traded company. Yep. I want to be able to do whatever I want. Got it. And so that's basically the thing. I want to be a professional investor. And when I leave this earth, I want to feel like I was at the highest level playing the game. Because that's that's what this is. Like well, I'm you're playing, on your way. I'm playing I'll the tell game. You that. Thank you. Yeah. Playing the game with the brightest people. And the cool thing is, like with the 3D printing, I get to sit down with like billionaire titans of the world. Mm -hmm. Private equity owners, um, bank owners, mergers, acquisition Crazy. people. And the cool thing is it's like, they're brilliant, but like, we're having a conversation and I'm with you, bro. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, feel intimidated. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing you're talking about that I don't understand unless it's specific to your industry. And totally. I, I wouldn't know it unless you educate me. Yep. But I'm like, I'm where I need to be. Gotcha. Like, my life has been about this moment. I'm ready. Love it. I'm ready. You're killing it. Thank you. Yeah, cool. I appreciate you coming. Thanks Listen, for having me on. If people want to check you out, see what you're doing, possibly join the Mary Macaluso team, how do they find you on social media? If people are looking to buy or sell their house. Chris White underscore homes. Mm -hmm. uh, you can reach me there on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's probably the number one way. Um, if not, just DM me uh, right there and then just, or, and or just get my uh, name and number off the, the my Compass website, which you'll see in the link on the Instagram. Shoot Love it, text. Love it. I don't say this often. I have no doubt that you are a phenomenal agent, bro. The way you are <laughs> telling try. me that you run your show, 
Second to none. Try. Second to none. Yeah. So Cat P, I'm still that guy. <laughs> 516777 sold. The captain, you know him, you love him. 516-513-8838. And Salvazolo, the number here. These guys do that magical thing where it pops up. Give him a call if you need a loan officer. You need a loan officer. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm.